one, a two, a one. It's time for the Better Horses Radio Show with Ernie Rodina. Saddle up and ride as we explore the Western way of life, horses and cows, family and friends, a relationship with the land, and a relationship with God. It's all here on Better Horses Radio. Now let's hit the trail with Ernie and his co-host, Don Dawson. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, don't touch that dog, folks. It's time to get around and talk horses. Hey, everybody, I'm Ernie Rodina. I'm Ron McDaniel. And I'm Don Dawson. Welcome to the Better Horses Radio Show. So good to, uh, to be on the show today. We got a really great one lined up, guys, and uh, excited to get, get going on it. We do have a great show lined up, and we are glad everybody is tuned in this afternoon. We've got a great lineup, and we are going to start it off with the best lineup of all, Pastor Steve Stafford from the Risen Ranch Cowboy Church. Are you with us, Pastor Steve? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Boy, with a buildup like that. No pressure here. No. (laughs) None whatsoever. So... (laughs) We know you can get us started off right, and we love having you on every week, Pastor Steve, so let's do it. Thanks, Don. Hey, folks, you know, it's always good to be with you, too. You know what? Have you ever said, I just wish I could simplify my life? Well, truth be told, we have all thought and said that many times. You know, it's very simple to be happy, but it is very difficult to be simple. Pursuing simplicity is like trying to keep barnacles off a ship. These unseen, unwanted passengers attach themselves to the hull and cause significant drag. Did you know that barnacles cost the United States Navy about a billion dollars a year in extra fuel and maintenance due to those unwelcome passengers? Well, the great German artist Hans Hoffmann said this, the ability to simplify means to eliminate the unnecessary so that the necessary may speak. What he is saying here is by removing those things that really aren't priority in my life, I will create space for the necessary to speak. I must trim the excess so there is room for the essential. Simplicity is not necessarily about doing less. It's about making priorities of the things in our lives. We need to filter the many opportunities that come our way that are already in our way. And then sit back, pray, and think. Pray some more. Pray that the Holy Spirit will help us in prioritizing the things in our lives. So it's our prayer here today at Better Horses that you have your priorities for your life in place. And for us, that's our relationship in Christ. Hey, this is Steve Stafford. I am the pastor at Risen Ranch Cowboy Church and a very proud member of the Better Horses family. A great message, Steve. Always good to hear from you, Pastor Steve. I I think I as as I learn something every week, I I, I think I just realize that I'm I'm a barnacle in the lives of so many others. Well, I was going to put your name in there, but I you know I didn't want I didn't know how you take it. So barnacle Ron, (laughs) that has a ring to it. Not a good ring, but a ring to it. We're all going to be calling you that for the rest of our lives, and nobody's going to know what we're talking about. <laughs> well, thank you so much for bringing a devotional to us again to get us started off right, Steve. Hey, Steve, Thanks, I got to say something. I got to say yeah. something, though. I heard something on Facebook the other day, and it's just exactly what you're talking about. A mother said, her son said, hey, Mom, I love you, but I love Jesus more. That's it right there. Yeah. I mean. And, and you know what's amazing about that too? It's so true. 
out, out of the mouths of our children. Yep. Some of the most yep. profound and deep things. If we would just stop and listen, you know, our kids are smart kids. Our kids have something to say. It's just that nobody wants to give them the time to say it. Nobody wants to stop and listen. So something like that. Uh, yeah. Out of the mouth of a child. Well, that mom was pretty proud. So, Hey guys, before we move on, I, I want to put a big uh, uh, shout out and was keeping in a I know we have a prayer list that we have, but let's keep Elaine Russet Russet and the Russet family in her prayers. You know, Don, uh, uh, the Russets have always been a good listener, but Elaine ended up breaking her leg and it's really having a time healing on that. So keep her the, from Kimsey, Kimsey, Kansas. Yeah. Well, we hope that, that, that she gets through it. She's a strong-willed person. I bet she will, but it's not easy. So lots of prayers to her. Yep. Thank you. Pastor Steve, thank you so much. And if you guys want to go visit Pastor Steve, he's right down there at the Joplin Stockyards at the Risen Ranch Cowboy Church. A great church down there. You guys will love every minute while you're there. Go to their Facebook page. You can see all about what's happening at the Risen Ranch Cowboy Church right there. Thank you, Pastor yeah, Steve. Yeah, come on. Come on down. We'll get you a cup of coffee. <laughs> That's right. Right in the back of the church when you walk in. There you go. Hey, thanks, kids. Good to be thanks, with Steve. you. All right, have a good one. Boy, Ron and Ernie, we've got a great show lined up today. Boy, we sure do. But you know what time it is right now, don't you, Ernie? I absolutely do. And that's, I think, if I'm correct, it's the Kansas State University Veterinarian Health uh, Center tip of the week. And uh, so glad to have them as a partner of Better Horses, just uh, full of resources. Let's go to that right now, Ron. Hello, friends. Ernie Rodina with Better Horses Radio here with your Kansas State University Veterinarian Health Center Tip of the Week. And we're here with Dr. Luter, and uh, he is the head of the performance and surgery there at Kansas State University. And, uh, Doc, great to have you on today. Thanks for having me on, Ernie. Well, you got you got some things. I'll tell you what, we got to keep those wheels working on them horses. Uh, what What's some tips going into this this spring and everything like that we could work with? Yeah, you know, uh, hoof health is very important. And uh, springtime is always a busy time. People are getting their horses out from uh, winter pasture. They're starting to get them ready to uh, get them in shape and, and start competing on them in the summer. And I know... Uh, from personal experience, but also just from observation, it's really easy over the winter time to let your horse's hooves get a little long, or maybe they get chipped up and cracked up. And so it's very important. Uh, I want to put a word in for the, for the farriers out there. It's very important to work with your farrier and uh, get those things back into shape before you really start riding those horses um, hard and getting them in shape. And um, a lot of people may not rec- may not realize this, but it's uh, veterinarians and farriers um, really make a great team. Uh, we can help each other out in uh, keeping those horses sound and in preventing preventing injuries. It's a great point. I mean, whether those toes are too long or too short, that's something that they can communicate. And I would also make sure you're always working with your local vet, and then uh, you got there on your team. Folks like you at Kansas State University, the Veterinary and Health Center, and work with them. And Doc, we appreciate the tip, and uh, thank you so much. And uh, want to thank uh, Brumble Farm Service and Rayers Country Store for bringing us the Veterinary and Health Center Equine Tip of the Week. Thanks, Doc. Thank you. 
Hey, I'm sure some of you listeners are thinking, well, those guys don't even know what they're doing. That was a tip for hoof care in the spring. Well, the reason we played that is if you listened carefully, a lot of the things we're trying to fix in the spring are because we let them go during the winter. And the one message that Dr. Luter was trying to get through to us is work with your veterinarian and determine how much hoof care you need during the winter. Don't neglect it during the winter. So hope you enjoyed that from our friends at Kansas State University Veterinary Health Center and their tip of the week. Always a good one. Hey, uh, Ernie and Ron, we've got a great show. Bud Higgs is coming up. We're talking the Working Ranch Cowboys Association. World Championships are coming up. And, Amarillo. Uh, yeah, Amarillo. What a fun time we've had down there, haven't we, Ernie? I've seen Ron down there before. Yes, yeah. it's. Uh, I'm excited about this interview with Bud. And then who have we got after that, Dawn? We are doc- talking to Dr. Carl Fries at Will Height and Fries. Uh, he's in the middle of a lameness exam today. So if we don't get him, we'll fix it. But we're going to try real hard to have Dr. Fries with us today. So Okay. And then I believe we're wrapping it up with Dr. Durant. We are. He's talking about feeding on a budget, which a lot of us are struggling <laughs> with right now. Holy that- moly, the feed prices are outrageous. Yeah, yeah. So uh, anxious to get to that. But uh, I'll tell you what, before we get into that, it's time for us to take a break. Folks, this is Better Horses Radio. Stay with us. No matter what discipline of riding you do, training, showing, and everyday stress is hard on your horse's legs. Decra Veterinary Products is a leading lameness company that brought you Osphos. Osphos is a quadrinate injection, an intramuscular bisphosphonate to help control the clinical signs of navicular syndrome in horses four years and older. Ask your veterinarian if Osphos is right for your horse. Decra Veterinary Products is a proud sponsor of the American. Stay cooler this summer by entering Merck Animal Health Sizzling Summer Sweepstakes for a chance to win an Arctic Summer Cooler. This soft-pack cooler from Arctic is lightweight and durable. Take it anywhere, from a camping trip to the horse show. The cooler is leak-proof and insulated to keep your drinks cold for up to 24 hours. Enter before August 31st, 2022 by going to merck-animal-health-equine.com slash summer-sweepstakes. Again, that's merck-animal-health-equine.com slash summer-sweepstakes. We're here for the hardworking, the resilient. We're for the people who measure their days by what needs to get done, not by hours. Where kids learn responsibility at a young age and generations work side by side. Where work doesn't pause for holidays or bad weather, it just gets harder. Where value and hard work means more than the clothes you wear. We're Kleinschmidt's Western Store. Higginsville, Missouri. Routine dental examination and treatments are essential for high quality horse care. To prevent potential problems, a horse's mouth should be examined at least once a year. I'm Dr. Chris Blevins, equine field service veterinarian at Kansas State University Veterinary Health Center. We can examine the mouth and provide a treatment plan to meet the needs of each client and their horse. Visit us at ksvhc.org, the Veterinary Health Center, to discover to teach, to heal. Hey, we're back. Thanks for listening to Better Horses Radio. I'm Ron McDaniel. I'm Bernie Rodina. And I'm Don Dawson. And we are going to bring you guys a great guest brought to us 
by Merck Animal Health. Go to their website, MerckAnimalHealth.com. Check out all the products. Their line of prestige vaccines is pretty uh, pretty spectacular. They can cover just about anything you need, as well as Safeguard and Panicure. So check out those products from Merck. Hey, I'll tell you what, folks, we got a good guest here. What what an honor to have this guy. He's the real deal. His family got the whole family we're going to be talking about. And you talk about uh, uh, ranchers that the, live in the life and uh, every day. And it doesn't get any better than to have Bud Higgs from the Lonesome Pine Ranch on the show. Bud, are you with us? Yeah, Ernie. Yeah, are you with us? It's so great to have you on Better Horses. And congratulations on making the finals coming up for umpteenth time and uh, a multiple <laughs> world champion. You're the real deal, as I always I always describe you as. Yeah, yeah, well, we enjoy what we do. This is this is our way of making a living anyway. Well, you listen to his interview, and it'll make you want to go home and uh, turn on uh, uh, Lonesome Dove. And watch that tonight. I tell you what, they're, they're just great folks and just great cowboys and horsemen. And uh, we'll get into that. But I, I'll tell you, so glad that you're on the show, Bud. And and, and congratulations on what a successful uh, a run you've had. Well, thanks for hollering at me. And uh, thanks for all the help you've been over the years. We've had fun, haven't we? We have. Hey, Bud, for, for, for our listeners that may not be familiar with the Lonesome Pine Ranch. Tell us a little bit about your operation and, and what you all do day-to-day when you're not getting ready for a ranch rodeo. Uh, we, we've got a cow herd, and we've also got a set of horses that we we raise horses, and so we're pretty busy with all that. But, uh, yeah, we take in a, some customer cattle. We're in the Flint Hills here in the kind of east-central Kansas anyway, and uh, we take in yearlings and grays the summer months and then we have a cow herd we take care of year round and then we you know help the neighbors and different ones close by and while we're doing all that we're riding some of these horses that we raise trying to make good using horses out of them you sold several of those horses to people out in the area and everything you you got a reputation we're selling the good, good horses, broke horses, and uh, if I'm not, I'm correct on that. I think. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, we've we've sold several horses in the last several years, but anyway, uh, my dad's been in the horse deal, raising horses for sixty some years, and uh, I grew up around them. So this is kind of our deal. We kind of, or at least I am, anyway. I'm pretty proud of what we've gotten. I think we do have some pretty quality kind of horses. Well, the Working Ranch Cowboy Association has even acknowledged that you've had several runner-up and maybe even actual top-hand awards given to you through the Working Ranch Cowboys Association because you do have great horses, and um, that's got to be an honor to get those type of awards at the end of the year. Oh, yeah, it, it is. It's pretty cool to see uh, some of that stuff come along. Um just kind of like anything else. Anytime you get a trophy or a paycheck uh, out of some of this kind of stuff, it's just a little more icing on the cake, I guess. Yeah. What's it take to get qualified for the World Championship Rodeos? Because there's so many great teams out there across the country. You have to win or place behind somebody that maybe has already won one of these qualifying rodeos that they have throughout the year. Uh, I don't know. I think there was 20 
there was 22 or 24 rodeos this year. So there'll be, well, 24 uh, teams at the, at the finals. Tell about the events. Go through, go through the events, bud. Uh, they have a pinning, cow milking. There'll be a ranch bronc riding, straight gathering. Um, that, there's five events and, uh, well, calf branded, uh, where you, where you drag calves. That's something that most everybody does. Bud, tell us a little bit about your team. Tell us who's on your team and what, what events they, they, they work and, and, uh, give us some insight into the Lone okay. Pine Ranch team. Yeah, our team consists of myself and my daughter and son and my dad. My dad's 85. He doesn't compete much at all, but he is part of the deal. So uh, there's the four of us. And then we've got Travis Duncan. He's from over by Fort Scott. He day works with us some. And then Bo Kruger, he's closer by and also day works quite a bit with us. And all, all of them can rope and sort cattle and do the things that it takes to get things done. And we've been fortunate enough to be together for, I don't know now, it's probably three or four years we've had this same team together now. So anyway, uh, I like our makeup. Everybody gets along good. We've been pretty successful. And how many rodeos did you all make this year? How many of the ranch rodeos did you compete at? This year, I think we went to like four of them. We qualified at our second one, we were entered in several, and then once we got qualified, uh, we were well. We were asked to give our spots up that we were already entered in in order for somebody else to be able to go and compete. And so we stayed home more this year than we have in the past. But it's it's always nice to get qualified early. But then on the other hand, it wasn't all that great because we didn't we didn't go and didn't go compete near as much as we would have in the past. And, and how, do, how does a team prepare, uh, not only for that rodeo, but then for the uh, world championship? Do, do, do you practice or you just try to incorporate what you're doing every day into those events? Uh, give us a little insight on what it takes to be the caliber that you guys are, that, that your branch team has qualified for the world champions multiple times. How do you prepare for that, bud? We, we've got an arena at home and we get in there and we, we rope, we we're trying to make rope horses every day with some of these that we've raised. And so we, we rope, well, not every day, but every day we can when the weather's where we can. And when we most every day, we've got time to where we can. And so we're in the, we're in the arena pretty often. And, and, uh, and then when we're not, we're out in the pasture taking care of cattle and whatnot that away. So yeah, we're, we're every day doing something that's probably going to help us be a little more competitive in the arena, whether it be dragging calves, working calves that away, or maybe just gathering something up to load on trucks to send to the sale barn or something that away. But pretty much every day we're doing something that gives us some exercise in order to get us a little more ready for the finals or to compete in anywhere. Well, I'll tell you what, bud, you guys have been fun to watch and, and we're wishing you the best of luck going down to Amarillo and uh, just doing a super job. And again, I would urge anybody uh, it's, it's worth a phone call to call bud up and see what he's got in the, in this corral for sale, because I guarantee you 
when it comes to wet saddle blankets and, and uh, experience, those horses have it. Yeah, with about anybody. You you guys obviously are good at all the events to have qualified for the world championship. But of the five events you mentioned, if it came down to a tiebreaker and somebody said, all right, pick the best event for your ranch team, have you got one that you'd pick, bud? Probably if it came down to a tiebreaker like that, the the event I would pick would be the cow milking. Oh, that's one of the that's one of the roughest and wildest of the events. So uh, I'm glad to hear that you guys would pick that one. That's that's the kind of that's the kind of interview we're doing right here, folks. When you talk to somebody that says we'll pick the wild cow milk and break it off, these these are the guys that do it every day. Well, they do, they know how to do that for sure. They have proven that year after year. So I see why he does that. And you, not everybody has that ace in the hole like they do on that, do they, bud? Well, I have confidence that we'll, we can catch a cow and we can handle one on the ground. And that's kind of what has always kind of been our deal as far as setting ourselves apart from some of them. When when we get something caught and then, and then you have to do something on the ground to complete the event, I don't feel like we've got a hole that away. We can kind of handle stuff. But how old, how old are you? You said your son and your daughter are members of the team. You told us how old your dad was, but how old are, is your is your son and daughter that join you? Troy's 27 and Mackenzie's uh, 19 or 20. 20? She's Will be 20 she's... in November. Yeah. So I guess, that, I guess that tells you I'm not 28. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we have certainly enjoyed having you on, Bud. And uh, folks, if, if you're interested in going to the Amarillo, to the World Championships, you can go to wrca.org. That's wrca.org and find out all the information on it. Uh, it is an amazing event to go to. I, I, we've got to go quite a few different times and you will be, you, you won't be able to walk away from the competition. It's it's that intense down there. How watching about the trade it. show, Don? Along with the trade show. Uh, the trade show is amazing with everything that's there. They have some of the most unique vendors uh, that you'll ever see at an event. November 10th through the 13th, Amarillo, WRCA.org. Go check it out. It's going to be a fun time for sure. You bet. Hey, bud, before we, before we say so long, how would folks get a hold of you to learn more about the horses that you guys make and sell? Or I'm on Facebook, uh, but yeah, they can call me 620-340-5420. That'd be great. Well, we sure appreciate you joining us here at Better Horses Radio. And we're, we're going we're gonna to be anxious to see how well you do and wish you the best of luck in Amarillo, bud. We're proud of you, bud. And I'm hoping things are good. <laughs> Well, Bet they will. Thanks so much. Hey, you guys, we better take a break. Sounds good. Hey, this is Better Horses Radio. Stay with us. Hey, we are back with Better Horses Radio. I'm Don Dawson. And I'm Ernie Rodina. And Ernie, we've got a great guest coming up. We always love having him on. He's brought to us by Decro. They have the products Osphos and Zymeta. Two really cool products out there for your horses. You might want to visit with your veterinary about. Osphos has had huge successes in relieving and curing some navicular horses. So check that out. 
Zymeta is a new fever reducer for horses that uh, Decker carries. That is Zymeta. So talk to those two, uh, talk about those two drugs to your vet and what benefits they may have for you. I also want to give a big shout out to Kleinschmidt's Western Store over in uh, Higginsville, Missouri. If you haven't been there, you need to go. It is huge. You can't miss it going down Interstate 70. It's on the north side of the highway. If, if you stop in there, I guarantee you're going to find something you want in there. It's absolutely amazing. Go to kleinboot.com. What a selection of boots they have over there. Just unbelievable. It is unbelievable. So, Hey, Ernie, you want to introduce our guest? I'll tell you, just, he, he's uh, like part of the family. I'll tell you, one of the best veterinarians in the country. Great friend, great family he's got. And uh, just a dear friend and a wonderful vet. I can't wait to talk to him today about uh, uh, the subjects we're going to be talking about. And we got Dr. Carl Fries from Will Height and Fries Equine Hospital over there in, uh, I call it, uh, Peculiar, Missouri. Hey, Ernie. Hey, Don. Hey, Dr. Fries. Hey, uh, we got you out uh, right after you got done with a lameness check. We had to wait on you to get done for that, and we are glad to have you. And um, we've got some fun topics we're going to talk about. Some pretty interesting, a little bit different for a vet tip today, but very, very important, don't we, Dr. Freeze? You bet. How are you doing, Doc? Well, I'm doing well. You know, just uh, trying to batten down the hatches as winter comes in. I, I think it's officially on its way. I think it is, too. And that, that And that just brings on our topic. We're talking about what some things we need to do in the fall for our horses and their well-being. There's um, some pretty important important issues that hang out just out there in our barn that some people may not think about. Yeah, you know, Don, I mean, what, what should be on our minds would be kind of tying up some uh, anti-parasiticide work like deworming in the fall after summer grazing, getting tapeworms and obviously checking horses' teeth and seeing how they're going to handle uh, all the hay that we're going to be giving them and so they can maintain their body condition scores. But you're right, you know, there's there's things to think about in the barn. Um you know, safety of the facility, like, you know, how, how's your footing around the barn kind of coming in and out, you know, as we start to uh, get ice and snow build up, we want to be sure that we reduce the areas that might be slick. Um, we want to look at the feed room. Hopefully everyone's got a feed room where all the feed can be segregated because we know what can happen when a horse gets into the feed and overeats. So we want to have feed rooms uh, adequate and, you know, check out everything and see it, you know, is it, is it varmint proof? Um, one thing about having the feed put up so horses can't get to it is also have it uh, rodent proof. We want to keep mice out of it. We want to keep possums out. Uh, and that goes for the hay because everyone knows that um, exposure to EPM can be uh, elevated when, when we've got possums in the barn uh, going around and defecating. So there's a lot of things to kind of check off your list as you're getting ready for winter. Um, you know, as, as you look around at your facility and, and some other things to mention, folks may be bringing out the, the water buckets, the heated water buckets. We know that horses do a lot better job of drinking in the winter if their water temperature is about 45 to 65 degrees. I know that's not available to everybody, but lots, you know, these days, um, lots of people have barns with uh, barns and, and barnyards with uh, electricity and can have heated stock tanks and heated waters. We want to be sure that all the cords leading to those are secure and in good shape, uh, not only for the safety of the horses, but safety of the facilities. Um, so lots of things to start checking off the list as we head into winter. Well, I got to tell you, after you mentioned this topic, I honestly completely cleaned out everything, took everything out of my feed room, cleaned it from top to bottom, 
about a month ago, emptied all the the some of the bins had some old grain down in the bottom that had kind of gotten stale, got rid of all that, all new fresh stuff in there. Everything's got a lid on it. We've got a door to the tack room that we make sure shut all the time. And uh, I, you know, I'm just so paranoid of an EPM issue that I try to do whatever I can to keep the wild animals out of there. And I will confess, I trapped three raccoons and three possums in the last 10 days. Yeah. Yeah. Can they catch it from raccoons, Doc? Uh, no, the, the the way that the horses are going to get, you know, it's not contagious horse to horse, but how they get exposed to EPM is uh, being exposed to the shizans or, or the little um, life stage of the parasite um, in comes out of possum feces. Uh, they're, they're the primary uh, source for horses. And, you know, the, the problem is, is if they get into the hay barn, get in the feed room, you know, they climb up on the hay bales, they defecate. No one knows that it's there. It dries out. It, it, it breaks down and just moves down into the hay. And then later on in the year, you're feeding the hay. So um, certainly, you know, what Dawn's talking about, making your barn environment proof if possible. And, and that extends from the feed room to the hay if possible, because um, that, that's one of the ways that horses might get exposed. And, and we know what happens, you know, the, the raccoons, the possums, you know, they're often trying to get into the barn, but as the winter months come on, they're going to visit our, our, our barns a little bit more frequently looking for food and looking for warmth. And so as, as we go along and we're talking about feed, it's a real good time to be really aware. Are you feeding enough feed? Are you, you know, because if we're, if we're feeding not enough, it's hard for horses, older horses, especially to maintain their weight in the winter. Oh, exactly. And you know, Don, the fact that you clean out your bins and got rid of the old stuff at the bottom, that's smart because, one of the things that horses are most sensitive to would be fungus and mold, which, you know, can take place in, in old feed. Um, so that's good. But yeah, as far as, you know, what's going to keep them in shape for winter. Um, yeah. We need to look at them and see how their body condition score is like right now on a scale of zero to nine. And, and there's great resources on, on the web from Karina, where you can look at how to body condition score your horse on a scale of zero to nine. We want them at a five and you know, we want them going into winter in a good body condition. And, one thing that folks might not think about is, you know, we, we always say if we want more calories, we want more nutrition with a horse, we'd rather that the foundation of that be good quality forage, good quality hay. Um, you know, when we have working horses and athletes and for other reasons, we might feed grain and, and uh, rations to help boost them for their pursuits. But we want to have the basis of the nutrition in hay. And another benefit of that going into winter is that when horses eat hay and, and eat more hay, they're going to maintain their body uh, temperature better. Um, that fermentation of the hay in the hindgut is going to generate body heat that they're not going to get from grain that most of the, the uh, breakdown of grain is going to be in the stomach and the small intestine. Horses are going to be able to stay warm in the winter by digesting hay. So good quality hay is going to be important. Um, you also bring up a point about, you know, as they go through winter, you know, let's say they, especially our older horses are maybe starting off in a good body condition, but as they go into winter and they're burning more calories, you know, there's, there's a tendency in, in some places to put blankets on horses and that can be a needed thing. It can be a good thing, but we need to be careful about blanketing that if we use a blanket, we're checking every day to be sure that there's no problems under the blanket. And also we can check our horse's body condition. Um, I have had instances where a horse has worn a blanket for a significant amount of time in the winter and when it's finally taken off, 
you know, find some problems, be it dermatitis or issues with the skin and hair coat, or even a horse has gotten a lot skinnier than, than folks thought because they just hadn't been able to see. Um, and on, on the subject of blanketing, you know, most horses with a good winter coat are going to be fine to minus 40 as long as they have a windbreak, you know, at, at least a, um, a tree line or ideally at least a three-sided running shed. Um, they'll be fine. And so if you blanket, you want to be sure that the horse actually needs it because a, a blanket can flatten the hair and not allow it to stand up and trap air, which then would insulate the horse. So um, blankets are, are kind of a subject that kind of an individual basis, but you need to pay attention to what you might be doing and what you might not be, um, what might not be good if you're uh, using blankets this winter. Great tips. And I know uh, I, I saw some pictures on Facebook already uh, this week where people started putting blankets on and, uh, you know, I know it's cold, but they're prepared. Our horses all have their, they're not super heavy coated right at the moment, but they will be in a day or two <laughs> pretty quick. Yeah, you know, if, if they're allowed, you know, they're exposed to the elements, they're going to build that winter coat. Um, and we all know there are some show horses and and other reasons that horses get body clip, you know, going into winter or throughout winter. And those horses probably will need some kind of blanketing. But going back to what you said, Don, yeah, the horses that have been left to their own devices and they're building a winter coat, remember that a blanket may be counterproductive for those horses. Hey, Doc, give us your website again. People, uh, they just love hearing, seeing your sessions or hearing your sessions. What, what's the best way to get a hold of you on your website? Yeah, um, Will Height and Freeze, equine.com. And that's, uh, that's spell the end out, A-N-D. Yes. And I will tell people, everybody is so on Facebook. Your Facebook page is awesome, Will Height and Freeze on Facebook. Everybody go there because you'll get tons and tons of information off the Facebook page. That's right, Donna. Yeah, yeah. you right. know, I'll tell you, uh, at our hospital, you know, it's just such a team effort. Uh, the way that we take care of horses and our clients and it's everybody from top to bottom. And we've got a great crew that puts a lot of good information on our uh, Instagram page and Facebook and, and on the website. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys. I would tell the public to take advantage of that because there's a lot of good information. Well, yeah. we're honored to have you on the show and uh, to be your friend. I tell you what, the, your whole crew down there, just nothing but first class. Well, thank you. And uh, you know, Folks can also go to the AAEP.org and, and there are some, uh, they can do a search for winterizing your barn and winterizing your horse and kind of get a checklist of things to look over. Awesome. That's a great tip. Great well, Dr. Breeze, as always, time flies by when we have you on. It just goes by. We love listening to you and getting your tips and advice. And we thank you for coming on today. Oh, thanks for including me, guys. Yeah, thank All you. Right. Uh, tell everybody hi. Bye -bye. Hey, Ernie, we better take a break. Sounds good. Let's take a break. Uh, tell you what, thanks, guys, for tuning in. I'm Ernie Rodina. And I'm Don Dawson. We'll be right back. No matter what discipline of riding you do, training, showing, and everyday stress is hard on your horse's legs. Decra Veterinary Products is a leading lameness company that brought you Osphos. Osphos is a quadrinate injection, an intramuscular bisphosphonate to help control the clinical signs of navicular syndrome in horses four years and older. Ask your veterinarian if Osphos is right for your horse. Decra Veterinary Products is a proud sponsor of The American. 
Hi, I'm Dr. Dylan Luter, a specialist in equine performance medicine at the Kansas State University Veterinary Health Center. Our new service focuses on lameness diagnosis, advanced imaging, physical therapy, and regenerative medicine for horses with injuries preventing them from performing at their best. We can treat a variety of conditions and design a customized rehabilitation plan to meet the needs of each client and their horse. Visit us at ksvhc.org, the Veterinary Health Center, to discover, to teach, to heal. John Deere is known for quality equipment. This quality has created a perception that John Deere is more expensive than other brands. But high quality doesn't mean high price. The truth from buyers in our area is customers who have purchased a John Deere compact utility tractor saved more than $2,000 when buying from Heritage Tractor. Dare to compare us before buying. You and your wallet will be surprised. Nothing runs as long as a deer, and we'll prove it with our exclusive 10-year warranty. Visit heritagetractor.com slash compare to learn more. It's time to fall into forage and save. Stanley Premium Western Forage is offering one of the biggest promotions of the year. Buy any three Stanley products and get $5 off. Stanley Premium Western Forage offers the highest quality premium forage from the Western United States. During the summer months, Stanley's farm employees carefully nurture and harvest their fields to make sure the forage meets their product specifications and exceed your quality standards. Winter is coming. Get prepared now with the help of Stanley Premium Forage. Visit stanleyforage.com coupons to download your coupon now. Stay cooler this summer by entering Merck Animal Health Sizzling Summer Sweepstakes for a chance to win an Arctic Summer Cooler. This soft pack cooler from Arctic is lightweight and durable. Take it anywhere, from a camping trip to the horse show. The cooler is leak-proof and insulated to keep your drinks cold for up to 24 hours. Enter before August 31st, 2022 by going to merck-animal-health-equine.com slash summer-sweepstakes. Again, that's merck-animal-health-equine.com slash summer-sweepstakes. We're here for the hardworking, the resilient. We're for the people who measure their days by what needs to get done, not by hours. Where kids learn responsibility at a young age and generations work side by side. Where work doesn't pause for holidays or bad weather, it just gets harder. Where value and hard work means more than the clothes you wear. We're Kleinschmidt's Western Store. Higginsville, Missouri. It's time to go with United Mosquito and Fly Control's premier fly system for fly control in your barn. Providing relief for horses from the stress of fighting flies. It also makes a barn more pleasant for everyone in the barn. Easy, effective, and safe. With United Mosquito and Fly Control, we provide a full service. You as the barn owner don't have to do anything. We go everywhere and take care of everything with our friendly fast service. Call today at 913-558-3814 or email paul at unitedmosquito.com. If you're passionate about the environment and your horse's bedding, we urge you to look into WRG Eco Shred Bedding. Made from clean, recycled, corrugated cardboard, Eco Shred provides absorbent, biodegradable animal bedding. Vacuumed out so it's dust free and highly absorbent. Eco Shred Bedding is made from recycled materials, perfect for horses and small animals. Save the environment and order the finest bedding for your barn. Go to NebraskaWRG.org or call Heartland Horse Products at 620 637 2455. This is Better Horses Radio. I'm Ron McDaniel. I'm Ernie Rodina. And I'm Dawn Dawson. And our next segment is brought to us by Stanley Premium Western Forage, stanleyforage.com. And we've got the one and only Dr. Stephen Duran with us today. We have a little interview with him talking about feeding on a budget. So let's go do that right now. Sounds good. 
Hey, Don, we've got another tip from our friends at Stanley Premium Western Forage. And this one is especially pertinent to me. We thought we'd talk about how do we efficiently feed a horse on a budget? Uh, boy, I'm trying to get these horses fed, but also trying to put kids in school at college and want to take care of my horse, but I want to keep my budget in line too. Dr. Dern, are you right. with us? And can you help us with that, with that question? Absolutely. Thanks for having me. So again, I think that the thing that we need to remember when feeding horses, before we get all hung up on the, the budget, we need to figure out what are they supposed to eat? Okay, and they are fiber digesters or forage digesters. So our budget and main budgetary item has to revolve around forage. It doesn't do us any good to have uh, cheap cereal grain and think, boy, I'll just feed a bunch of grain to these horses and no forage, because then we'd have colic or digestive upset, laminitis, uh, and some of those things would occur. So the, the beginning of budget planning for feeding horses starts with the forage component of the diet. What, what many of our clients do is they'll turn to utilizing some local forage. If there's forage that's grown uh, close to the house or forage that's grown in the same county that you can get, uh, a lot of people will feed that. But a lot of that forage comes from people that aren't really set up to grow forage. Cutting of the forage is a bit of an afterthought. So you'll have a barn full of forage that didn't cost very much. But when you look at the nutrient content and the digestibility, you're also not getting much calorie content and those horses are losing weight. So what I do from a budgetary standpoint, if I feed some local hay, I know that I can make up maybe 75% of the diet with that local hay. And then I've got to feed something that's going to boost that, a better quality forage that will drag the protein higher, will drag the energy or calorie content of the diet higher. And, and you can do that by feeding just 25% of a very high quality forage uh, mixed with some local forage. You know, that's a, it's an easy remedy that... I we all need to think about, you know, just this last month, I've drove past some fields of them that I've never seen put up in hay and they're putting it up in hay. And it's, I know it was full of weeds before. And, you know, you have to wonder who they're going to sell that to. Will the people who are buying it have any clue what they're buying and what they're getting? And so it's, it's kind of a, questionable deal when you're buying hay you want to make sure you're getting it from a good source yeah absolutely what they've done in a lot of states is they've taken some of the land that was put into some of those government programs for uh resting the land what they call crp land with the drought they've said you could go in and cut that hay or you could graze that ground well if that hay was cut okay that's non-improved forage and it's very mature forage. So you're going to look at it and you say, boy, the price is cheap, but you get exactly what you pay for. And then you have to turn around and say, I bought that. That's going to fill their stomachs. But then I've got to feed 25% at least as good quality forage so that they have enough protein. They have enough calories in their diet. And you have to the weeds that are in those bales of hay that will now be planted in your fields. Absolutely. Horses are good at recycling those weed seeds and, and, and putting those promptly right back into their paddock. Yeah. So Dr. Duran, for our listeners that um, may live in a spot 
where they've got some pretty decent local hay. Um, even some of the, the, the forages that we do have that are grown well don't meet all the needs of the horse. So when you talk about, hey, we could probably feed up to 75% uh, of the local hay, do you have a rule of thumb? How much forage should we be getting into uh, these horses that'll weigh a thousand to twelve hundred pounds? Yeah. So the the simple equation that you use is just day in day out. Consider that they'll eat about two percent of their body weight in forage a day. So that thousand pound horse, if you're calculating the amount of forage you need over a winter or the amount of forage that you're providing in a day about 20 pounds of dry forage in a day will will hit most of those pretty close. That's really helpful. And so we, we ought to be looking at a, at a minimum of making sure that at least five pounds of that, uh, if not more, is some of the high quality products that we've talked about on here before that Stanley Premium Western Forage provides us, that we can use those to supplement our local hay. Are we on the right track there? Absolutely. And and those can be easily fed in the sense that you, you've got a horse that you're using on the ranch or you've got a horse that you're, uh, you know, competing with. It's a great time to feed it when you catch that horse, you're, you're saddling, you're brushing that horse off, you're getting ready to go somewhere that they can stand there and eat two or three pounds of a high quality forage or a forage pellet or cube uh, and, and meet that increase calorie and protein need in a very convenient form and just avoid feeding grain to those horses. So there you go, folks. We've got some ideas on how you can stretch your feed budget. Uh, and it starts with making sure that we get the forage program right. And uh, we want to thank Dr. Duran again from Stanley Premium Western Forage for offering us those tips. And uh, we'll have you back on here again soon, Dr. Duran. Thanks for having me. Well, Don, it's always good to hear from Dr. Duran. He brings us science and he brings some practicality in there so that we can stretch our feed dollar. And it's uh, it's good to hear how we do that with uh, not only the products that Stanley has, but with the wisdom that Dr. Duran shares with us. Yeah, it's a great deal. We love Stanley Forage. So go to stanleyforage.com, check out all the products they have. It will help save your hay and help your horses look and feel better. So. Hey, Ron, we want to talk about the art of the cowgirl. Tell us what is going on. They got a great big change happening this year, don't they? Yeah, they sure do. So we have mentioned before in January, the art of the cowgirl will have their big event, which is always held out in Queens Creek, Arizona. But they're doing something for the first time. They have been encouraged by the folks in Las Vegas to bring their all women's ranch rodeo out to Vegas during the NFR. So folks, if you're gonna be at the NFR this year, you wanna be sure and mark Tuesday, December 6th on your calendars. The Art of the Cowgirl is presenting the Women's Ranch Rodeo during the national finals at 1 p.m. that day. And guess what, Don? There's no charge to come watch. They want everybody to experience the excitement of Women's Ranch Rodeo. So that's gonna be at Resorts World in Las Vegas, 1 p.m. on December 6th, there during the National Finals Rodeo. So you can you can go to the All Women's Ranch Rodeo, have yourself a nice supper, and then get over to the NFR performance that night. What a fun addition to the NFR. Boy, we're, we're excited about it. My wife and I are both going to be there, Dawn. 
Sounds great. I tell you what, a lot of great events. And I want to urge everybody to go to our website, betterhorses.com, and go to our calendar and look at other things that are going on there. We get lots of neat stuff going. So good to see everybody coming out and uh, getting involved and going to a lot of these events and uh, and 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 bringing the Western way of life back as far as on that and the Western lifestyle. Yeah, you know, uh, I started to mention, Don, that we had such – uh, a great response to the buy a real radio co-host breakfast at the Cheyenne Frontier Days that we might do that again at the National Finals Rodeo. But I'm just not sure that we should try to do that twice in one year. Well, I don't know. Let's see if we can get more than zero responses. It could be fun. <laughs> oh, I'm a glutton for punishment to bring up that failed promo, aren't I? You are. Uh, Oh, you guys, we I can't believe it's that time already. Can you believe it, Ernie? I can't either. It's that time. I want you to be a good buckaroos and buckarettes. We appreciate you getting on Better Horses Radio and first, tell your friends, your neighbors, everybody about it. We uh, uh, just enjoy you guys so much. And like I always tell everybody, Don, it's not it's not our show. It's your show out there as far as so anything we can do to help, you know, don't be afraid to contact us. That's right. So- who we're we talking to, Ernie? We got to send all our good buckaroos and buckarets a howdy do out there. That's right. We're talking to Connie and Brent, and and I want to say a happy birthday to the uh, twins, my twins, and, and uh, we're talking Nick and Luke, and uh, uh, happy birthday to them, and and uh, we're talking also to uh, uh, Uncle Jerry, Jerry Hedrick. Uh, he, uh, say say I wrote low to him, and then. Um, Brent Wright, you got anybody else, Don? Jeff, J.D. Carmen, Justin Hattie, and uh, Glenn and Joanne, you guys be good. You, Ron? Hey, I want to give a special shout out to uh, Danny and Teresa McCurry, uh, great ranchers and uh, great folks that live out there in uh, southwest Missouri. Yeah, congratulations on their anniversary. They just had a big one last week. So, Till next week, it's Ernie. this is Ernie Rodina. I'm Ron McDaniel. And I'm Don Dawson. Happy trails. And be sure to ride for the brand. Mm-hmm.